Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the final CMYK podcast. Uh, my name's Matt, and... And I'm Seth. That beer cracking was <laughs> Mr. Seth Hirschkorn. If you didn't notice by the beer cracking, <laughs> that was Seth. Me? Little old me? <laughs> so uh, today, uh, I'm, for this final one, obviously, Seth wanted to invite you to be a part, more, more than just having a talk, to have a conversation about something, yeah. um, and kind of the thing to, to wrap everything up in some ways. Um, but before we jump into it, I want to quickly mention, if you've been following along, hopefully you've heard about it. If not... It's coming up really quick, so if you've listened to this uh, in the immediate window since we released this, Sunday, September 12th, we've got our final CMYK connection uh, slash celebration is what we're calling it. Yeah. Uh, it's at 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., and it uh, is a picnic at Pioneer Park. It's a BYO everything, so just bring whatever it is that you want. If you can only come for a couple minutes, come for a couple minutes. If you want to come for longer, that's great. But come see people that you probably haven't seen for a long time and celebrate and share stories about what this thing called CMYK was. So I'm going to bring a lawn chair and a kiddie pool and not move the entire time. Is the lawn chair going to be in the kiddie pool? Correct. Or? Okay, awesome. <laughs> so the kids aren't actually going to enjoy the kiddie pool. No kids allowed It's in the more of a pool. Sethy pool. It's what it is. <laughs> I like it. It's the adult area. <laughs> I'm going to fill the kiddie pool with beer. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll tell my kids to stay away. <laughs> I'm glad we talked about this beforehand You're so welcome. we all know. Yeah. So, Seth, when I think about this, uh, obviously we've shared and talked about um, what it is that I, I want to kind of point this towards. I, w- I want to talk about this idea of what is what is the goal of all of this. And when I say all of this, I mean, you can put a lot of things into that, whether the, the goal of life, the goal of relationship, the goal of religion, the goal of church, like what, what would be the point of choosing to pursue the things that you're choosing to pursue? Because hmm. that's been a lot of the conversation or thought for me in this last year and a half, particularly as I've stepped away from that role of being a pastor in CMYK, what, yeah. what, what would be the goal of this thing? And what are we doing? And for you listening to this, <clears throat> that at the end of this conversation, the, my hope is that you would be willing to ask the same question of yourself. What What is the goal of all of this? Because for me, I've grown up in a system and in a space that maybe had some vocalized goals that, you know, particularly in church world that revolved around, you know, more religious language like the glory of God or, you know, whatever those kinds of things mm-hmm. might be. But to, to truly step away and, and look at it more pragmatically or practically as far as like, okay, so what actually is should be the outcome of these choices of how I'm choosing to use my time, energy, and money? And and to realize that there's there's a big difference between potentially what's spoken and what's actually experienced, what right. those goals can be. I think it's important also to say up front that we are by no means experts. We are just... You say we. Matt is by no means an expert. Okay, there but, you, go. you know. <laughs> But I think I think it's right. Like, here's the practical conclusion that we've yep. kind of come to. Yep, for sure. And and <clears throat> again, my hope, and I think your hope as well, is not to try and even state what it has to be for you. Yeah. But here's some things that we've learned along this journey because we're both people that have spent a lot of years in church. Uh, obviously, a lot of years in CMYK doing this thing. And so now, as the season of CMYK comes to a close, what what should be the thing that you focus on? Because for me, that's the question I'm asking. What's the thing I'm going to focus on? Yeah. So I, I think for me, like to start out with, with recognizing 
there are things that I, I have been the goal in my life historically. And because I'm someone that grew up in the church in this environment and space, you know, to realize that I've spent a lot of years in my life where the goal, what winning looked like in my life was something like compliance. And that, and that's what so much of my religion or faith and belief has easily been, particularly as a, as a younger, uh, person, like that it was do the right things and don't do the wrong things. And if you're doing that, you're winning. And that was successful. Yeah. Um, or things like we've had conversations about, like the idea that guilt and shame almost becomes a goal. Mm. Um, and that, that feels really <laughs> weird to say out loud. It does. But it's true because yeah. like the number of times, especially in a church environment where you, whether it's someone, me as a participant, like the, the speaker, communicator, or the music like cuts you to the heart and makes you feel really guilt, guilty and shameful for all the things that you've done. Yeah. And you walk away from that experience and you're like, oh, that was... That was so good, and yeah. I, want, I want that more and more and more. It's it's really weird, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or as a communicator, how many times did you like oh, preach, yeah. preach a sermon and like tears are you know coming down people's faces, and you're like, I am Got slaying it right Got now. Em. Yeah, this is, and that was nobody said that. You never walked in front of that. Like I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make all the dudes in this room feel so bad for being. Just sexual human beings, yeah, for masturbating too yeah, much, and just oh, it's gonna be so good. I remember, kids, if you masturbate too much, Jesus keeps sending earthquakes, <laughs> especially to countries that aren't yours. <laughs> That's solid theology, right yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Which we always it, look to you for the solid theology. It's in the book we, of Second Opinions, <laughs> and we can get it. <laughs> but and there, there was also something power about, powerful about group guilt. Sure, like you weren't alone in feeling guilty. You. Yeah, you felt shame together. Yeah. And you could, you know, peel off with your buddies and we could all um, commiserate over how powerful there, our guilt was in the room that mm-hmm. night. And, and you like, whether you are the one communicating, uh, <clears throat> speaking, or you're the one just participating, listening, like mm-hmm. how many times did you walk away from a church gathering or retreat or camp kind of thing? And when you didn't have that group, like commiseration and guilt, it was like, it wasn't as good. Yeah. <laughs> It That's, wasn't as good. True, though. Yeah, you're right. It? Like, you're right. Like, ah, it just wasn't, spirit didn't show up as much. Why? Because we didn't feel There weren't good. enough tears. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. So, but that's what I mean by like, there's these goals that aren't necessarily talked about, but they're definitely experienced. Mm-hmm. And we create these ideas, like maybe for you listening to this, that you go to church so that you can be, again, quote unquote, cut to the heart, but what's behind that? Like you can feel guilt and shame for the things that you've done and you feel like that that's winning or that's the goal Mm -hmm. of all of this. And that's why this conversation matters. Another thing for me that isn't communicated, but is definitely experienced is something like control or power. Like if, if I feel like I'm in control and I'm in power, then, then I'm winning, that, that I can control the narrative or I'm, controlling the people around me. Everybody's doing the things that I want them to do, that kind of thing. Yeah. We're on the same team. Yep. We're on the same team. And Um, teams and teams win. Yep. Yep. yep, Exactly. And so like that that's the goal. And and to be able to step away from that, particularly in this last year and a half, and ask the question, is that really the goal? Is that the point of all of this stuff that I would feel like I'm in more control of myself or the people around me? Is that really what I want? Um so for me, those are the things that I think about when I when I think about, okay, where have I lived in this space of what is the goal and what have I gone after historically in my life? Is there anything that comes to your mind or you think about? 
I mean, I think both of us can definitely agree on just the pastoral role, like feeling those systematic things in place. And I, and honestly, like, I don't think that's the church's ever goal. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. I think those things are just a part of the system that yep. for us rise to the top now, and we look back at it. There's I, no plaque on the wall. To yeah, say, there, yeah, no one's saying yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, like be in control, spread guilt and shame, you yep. know, win. Yeah. Um, but I think for us, once we both moved to the outside and looked in, we saw these things. Yep, for sure. And, and then we looked back and saw our friends still experiencing them, but for them, that was the narrative. And for us, we were like, uh, I don't think that's the narrative. Sure. I don't think that's the story. And I think the, the final thing for me then would be just this concept of a conservation of old ideas or oh, yeah, ways yeah. of thinking yeah. or going about life, that there's this expectation that that's what winning looks like because this is the way we've always done it. And so we continue to do it that way. And so then we're winning. And and so we're very focused on those things. And we feel like, again, we hit the goal, we hit the target right in the center because we're doing things the way things have always been done. And the willingness to step away and go, is that, is that really the point of it all? And and for me, these concepts are, are the, the asking the question of what is the goal of it is I think founded in a belief in some sort of God or divine presence or deity that has some sort of preference for your life and my life. And so there is this target that's been set up for our lives by this divine presence. And so we've been going after that. And so to, to step away and ask the question, is that really what this God wants of my life is compliance? Is that really what my this God wants of my life is to feel guilty or to feel in control or to just conserve old ideas and ways of thinking or mm-hmm. the way and and to step away from that and go <clears throat> like, man, I those are just really kind of bad goals. <laughs> that, that's really that's really not the way that I want to live my life focused on on these kinds of things. Right. And I I will say for me, um, to step away from those things was very fearful to not be a part of that thing. The word I would use is comfort. Like there was honestly a sick sense of comfort in compliance and guilt mm-hmm. and control and um, the preserving of the old ways. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was such a comfort in that, and to leave that was horrifying because, like, it meant it meant I was now a part of the people that were on the outside that we talked about every week, mm-hmm. the lost, yep. the the unsaved. Yep. And that was hard. Yeah. Those things. And, and so I, th- I think that there's, with, with that narrative, there's a comfort to it that I think a lot of us unintentionally stay in because it's safe. Mm-hmm. It's like what you're saying with the, the guilt and shame thing, that it's powerful when it's a, com- a shared experience. Yeah. And I think all of those things are, whether it's compliance or, or conservation of old ideas or control because we all are experience we're all on this path and this target together no one's alone they're yep. all doing those things yep. Yep. yeah you feel you feel really good about it so for me to step away from those things then and ask the question okay so if if i really don't want to make to my the goal of my life or or beliefs or how i spend my time to be compliance or to be you know control or anything else, what, what do I want it to be? What, what, how would I truly define that in a healthy, holistic approach? And whether that's because it's what the scriptures talk about, or it's just what good common sense and, and, you know, health and mental health and all of that talks about, what is that? And for me, the idea being this, the potential for this to live outside of any sort of religious system or, or beliefs 
but to truly be this, the, whether or not you believe in a divine presence or God, like there, there can be this goal that, that we can point ourselves toward that actually is beneficial for you and beneficial for me. And right. so asking that question, what is that? And the, the word that I keep coming back to, and then I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about in this last year and a half, is that the goal of however I choose to spend my time, energy, resources, relationships, the goal should be joy. And joy for me is not happiness. Joy is much different than than that. But that there's this deep-seated, rooted joy in what it means to wake up and be Matt Blakesley and to live the life that I get to live and experience yeah. the things that I get to experience and be around the things that I get to be around. Like there's there's this joy to that and that that would be the goal for the the choices that I'm making to to get there. Mm-hmm. So when you approach me with this, the word <clears throat> of the goal being joy, my, the, like, you know, my work with that word has kind of gone on for the last five years through life, just kind of kicking my ass and just like it does everyone's in some ways. But for me, um, I struggled with that about five, six years ago because when I was going through some of my stuff, I was like, well, I need to be happier. I need to be happy. But as I've talked about with my therapist, like happiness is this, it's this unattainable thing to have all the time. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a chemical reaction in your brain. And so I had to find a different word or thing. And so for me, I interchanged the word joy with contentment, yeah. like to be content in what you're doing um, and, and finding contentment in the things you're pursuing. Yeah. So I'll, I'll probably use that interchangeably with joy because I agree with you. Which I think is great. And I think that, Excuse me, like there's even the things in, in the New Testament, the, the moment where Paul talks about that he's learned to be content in all things, in joy and pain and sorrow, like mm. that there's, that that's, I think that's a very connected idea, that that's what, that contentedness and joy are, are, are very, very similar things. Yeah. Not that I'm trying to hijack your word from you, but- No, it's great. But I think that that's a, I, I, I think, yes, I'm on board with that. Yeah. For sure. So- So I think that's that's my goal, is yeah. how does Seth Hirschhorn become content? Yeah. Because- that that just seems like a better place for yep. me. So what what does that look like for you? How would you define this idea of getting to that goal? What's that path for you? For me, it's been a interesting process because I feel like I became a part of CMYK, and the language of present, honest, open, and love was really powerful for me. But it almost like it didn't it didn't cover my basis. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've thrown this word around before this deconstruction word, which is the the sexy evangelical word that hilariously doesn't have a ton of resolution to it because reconstruction is no one talks about it. But as I had to evaluate like what matters to me, I, I kind of went through this process of creating, I guess trying to decide what these new pillars were I was going to push my life towards. And what I landed on was be honest, be kind, do good and create art. And these, these four things that seem to matter to me the last 30 years of life of, you know, to be honest and not necessarily with the world around me, but with myself, like, who am I? Where am I? What are my experiences? How has that created a Seth Hirschkorn in Billings, Montana in yeah. 2021? So to be honest, or as Socrates would say, like, know thyself, to really dig in the corners of my own consciousness and find out what's there. So be honest, be kind. Um, just I, I really believe in kindness for 
all people. Um, I had this interesting interaction, actually. I just, I, I haven't told you about this, but uh, it was first semester of my public speaking class I taught. And um, my students, I had this one student, and because of FERPA, I'm not allowed to say his name. I already told you too much because it's a he. Um, but he asked me, he kind of, we had a, we had a class discussion. He was like, Mr. Hirschhorn, like, we, you, you, you have us doing all this work in public speaking about talking about ourselves and who we are. Like, we don't really know anything about you. Like, what do you believe? Really profound thing to say in a moment. And I remember just going to the whiteboard and maybe it's inspiration by God. But <laughs> all I wrote on the whiteboard was be honest or honesty plus kindness equals the healing of the world. Hmm. And they knew about the honesty piece. That's my only classroom rule is be honest. Yeah. But the kindness piece, I was surprised it kind of like flowed from the tip of my pen. I was like, Kindness really matters to me because we've yeah. all been in a position where kindness has essentially like changed our day or changed our demeanor or just something. So be honest, be kind, do good. And I think you and I actually just recently had a conversation that I finally found some new language for that of like, I want I want to make people's lives better. Yeah. Like that to me is goodness. Make the lives of the people around you better in some way. And the last one, just create art. I always feel, I always feel better more content when I've made something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So <clears throat> for me, the reason that that question matters is because, I mean, you already brought it up, but like asking the question of, okay, so what's the goal of this and starting there and to be able to define, define that goal. Yeah. So joy, contentedness, um, you know, there's even the moment uh, where Jesus says that he has come that you may have life and life to the yeah. fullest. So, you know, I think in some ways there's there's some interchangeability between these yeah. these goals and these ideas that at, at some point we're potentially talking about the same thing. But <laughs> what's fascinating to me is if we focus on the goal, the understanding that the the recipe or the path to get to that goal can be different and can be unique. Yeah. And, and that's why... When I think about wrapping up this season of CMYK, <clears throat> the last thing that we talk about being, let's focus on the goal and understand that that's the, that's the focus. And if there's different recipes or different paths to get to that goal, that's okay because the goal, the, the point is the goal. The point is joy. And so what are those things that are feeding into that? What's the recipe that's making that happen? Because for you, it's, you know, be honest, be kind, do good, and create art. That's an incredible recipe mm-hmm. that for you, that you would experience contentedness. You would experience joy. For me, no surprise to anybody, it is this be present, be honest, be open, and be the embodiment of love. That, that these this recipe for life, this ability to wake up every single moment and focus on these things, that there is an outcome of joy. And to, to like practically in real time experience that time and time and time again. Right. The difference is, <clears throat> as we've talked about it, is you and I know what it's like to focus on the recipe and mm-hmm. to make that recipe be the same recipe for everybody. Yeah. If you come to Sunday services, if you read your Bible every single day, if you pray... If you only listen to Christian music, if you, you know, whatever it is. that Or yeah, take it some steps further. Like for me, I built my recipe around a marriage that didn't last okay. and a faith system that went away. Mm-hmm. That was part of the recipe. Yeah. And, and so you, and folk, you and just drill down. Yeah. yeah. You give everything you have to the, that recipe, crossing your fingers that the outcome is going to be the thing. I think for me, the idea being, you know, to, to oversimplify it, it's A plus B equals C. Yeah. We focus on the A and the B all the time. But we don't really focus on, am I actually receiving 
joy? Am I actually receiving the outcome that I want? Yeah, because from you've things? been told the equation always works. Yes. Yep. And so something's not wrong this, with you. Yeah, yeah. Something's wrong with how you're approaching. You're not. You're not praying enough. You're not. You know, uh, reading the right things. You're not whatever it is. There's always a you're reason. You're definitely not tithing enough. Yeah. It's, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you've got to be a part of this Bible study, and you've got to be like. There's always a reason why the recipe isn't working, and it's usually because of how you're choosing to interact with the recipe. Yeah. Compared to asking the question of okay, maybe I need to actually focus on the outcome and that the recipe can change and be different. And I just need to be willing to say, this does not equal joy. A plus B does not equal C. And that's okay. But what equals C? What gets me to that point of contentedness? What gets me to that point of joy? And to give myself, to give yourself the freedom to ask that question and figure that out for yourself. Um, Because... And, and I don't think that this is a selfish conversation, by the way, because I think joy and contentedness or life and life to the full is centered around, as you talk about, do good, or for me, be the embodiment of love. There is an element that is... I'm not joyful if I'm just an, like, an isolated, selfish asshole. Like That's not joy. Yeah. That's I want my <laughs> pillars to be, number one, drink beer. Number two, <laughs> watch watch TV all day. Like yeah. We've tried that I've recipe. I've tried the recipe, and it didn't work. And if it works for you, again, this is the permission part, like, I'm jealous. Sure, sure. <laughs> but being willing, I mean, I think that, and it, this is where honesty comes in, like being willing to understand that, okay, I, I want that to be the recipe. Uh, I, I would love it. And as we've talked about, like, the idea that if you just go to church and you just do these, what I will call, quote unquote, typical, you know, kinds of Christian responses to to the recipe and what you're supposed to do, if that worked to truly produce joy, man, that would, that would be a lot easier. In well, some and ways. honestly, if that truly worked, more people would be doing it. Yeah, like exactly. the church would have yeah. no shortage of people. They'd have no people leaving it. It yep. it, it wouldn't. Yep. Like if that was the recipe. Yep. That's a great point. So for me, that that's where the the shift has come in particular, mm-hmm. and and what I hope uh, you listening to this, we can walk away from this thing called CMYK and say, the, the, don't focus on the on the recipe, focus on the outcome, and allow yourself to shift, change, move, you know, be yourself and discovering what that recipe. So for some of you, it might, it might be going to a church. It might be you know plugging in, volunteering. Giving of your time and energy and resources. We've we actually both know people like that. Yeah, and I, man, for me, mm-hmm. I have nothing but celebration and true joy for them. Like, go, go, give everything because the goal is joy. And so, if joy is on the other end of that equation for you, do it. Yeah, and what's so interesting is that, like, we we have both, at least in this isolated conversation, we have both had to go through that difficult process of examining the outcome and then finding a new recipe. Mm-hmm. So how could you not be thrilled for someone else yep. when they find it? Yep. Like, I never want to belittle anyone's recipe yep. because they've found a joyful, content outcome. Yep. And that's what keeps life interesting. That, right. So I just had lasagna for dinner. It was a lasagna recipe that I'd never had before, and it was awesome. Don't change the recipe. I have no, pro- I have no problem <laughs> there was joy with, in that people, with people messing with the, the lasagna recipe because the outcome is lasagna and I'm all about lasagna. Let's do that. It's a horrible illustration, but the idea of being like, you get to this point and my the hope- The CMYK podcast hosted by Seth and Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, anyways, so like the, 
I have nothing but celebration for somebody. I think that would be the same for you as well, to be able to celebrate people that are experiencing joy. Right. And, and I think where my heart does hurt a little bit is to see it when people aren't experiencing that joy, but they keep doubling down on the recipe, believing that mm-hmm. that's the thing, or doubling down on the journey, believing that that's the thing, when it's like, no, you need to, be, let's step away from this thing and say, what is the goal? What is the point of all of this? And and let's talk honestly about how we can get there. Right. And it's going to be different for you than it is for me. And I understand my propensity and tendency, even as you're talking and sharing your recipe, to like want to hijack your thing <laughs> yeah. of like when you talk about be honest, I'm like, yeah, that's one of my things. And you talk about, you know, uh, be kind. I'm like, that's like be open. You, you, you're not building up the walls and, you know, do good. Well, that's be the embodiment of love. And and I just want to hijack your recipe and make yeah. it like, and even that. Because it goes back to you wanting to be a part of the winning team. Yep. Yep, and feel like I'm in control of yeah. the narrative, and and I've got it all down, mm-hmm. and I have to continually like just take a deep breath and go, no, this isn't about me trying to hijack your recipe or prove that my thing is better than your. Like it's the goal is joy, period. And so how do how do I stay focused on that for you and that for me, mm-hmm. and and being able to celebrate here and understand what that looks like for you and how it's different and all of that. Yeah, I think for me in that it goes back to. Like I said, I had these, I had these recipe pieces that I thought would bring me joy, and they did bring me joy. A faith system that seemed to work, a marriage that was great, you know, people in my life that were supportive and loving, and then my faith goes away, my marriage ends, and some of those people pass away yeah. that provide that support. And so, for me, I'm, and this is hard for me, but I'm trying really hard to create that room for others because mm-hmm. I know mine have had to change, and. They might change again in 10 years. I don't know what's going to happen. But in 10 years from now, I might be like, no, that be honest, be kind, do good, create art. That's all hogwash now because I found a new recipe. But because I know that, my recipe might change again. I I think that somewhat frees up some of my soul to not hijack Mm -hmm. someone else's and go, good, good. They have their recipe. Yep. And it's been weird for me even in, you know, I've had some conversations in the past couple months of, people asking me what I believe and, and all of these kinds of things, which I'm always open to that conversation. But like to take, the goal is not for me to regurgitate theology or to regurgitate, you know, uh, a conservation of tradition or ideas, but to just like, if the goal is truly joy, here's here's what that is for me. Here's, you know, the, one of the conversations I had was, here's the gospel. Here's the good news for me. The good news of my life is boom. You know, and I said, be present, be honest, be open, and be in the embodiment of love. And and we talked a lot about it. But even in that conversation, to like try to say like, but I'm not gonna like die on a hill for this because <laughs> I might like turn forty, and then it might be you know something different. And I've got that's what exactly what you're saying. Like I've got to do that because we both have experienced like. That's when you transition to the goal is not joy. The goal is a conservation of ideas. Right. Why, the, why in some you know faith traditions, that's what's happened because you're no longer focused on that goal. You're focused on like, no, let's be present, be honest, be open and love. Right. Even though these things aren't actually doing it <laughs> anymore, but um, the goal is now just me making sure that I'm not wrong. Yeah, reverting back to the, the thing you're trying to break free from mm-hmm. to actually find joy. It's so fascinating how easily that script can flip, yeah. can flip and turn back into that. So... So for me, thinking about, um, okay, if the goal is joy, 
and understanding that everybody has a different path and journey recipe to get to that. I have to understand some things for myself, which this isn't meant to say this is true for everybody, but I, you know, as this is the last time that we're talking in this CMYK context, for me, I need to understand that that path to joy does not include things like distraction, mm-hmm. which <clears throat> is the opposite of presence, but how much of my life is spent around distraction. And that even like things that I enjoy, like whether it's uh, you know film or TV or things like theology and philosophy, like these things can become distractions away from, am I truly experiencing joy? Am I truly, you know creating like you talk about am I is something coming of this that's actually beautiful or is it just a distraction that I didn't have to think about yeah the existential question of who is Matt Blakesley for a couple hours so I just distract myself and the reality is if I'm living in distraction it's not just an hour or two it's like days will go by and then I'll realize like oh I haven't like yeah and your iPhone says your weekly report is that you spent five and a half hours a day on your phone it's totally fine (laughs) don't bring that up Seth (laughs) So, uh, but for me, like understanding distractions, not a part of that, understanding that things like pretending are not a part of that. Um, you know, pretending is a pretty light word, but it's a, it's a big deal of there's a reality that's happening, but I'm bringing a narrative, a pretend narrative for what I want it to be, or I'm, I'm not willing to actually be honest and dig into the reality of what's taking place. So I know that pretending is not a, a piece to that. And the, the last thing that I would say is I, I, I know that for me, this path does not have control on it. Yeah. Like I, I can't live my life trying to control myself, the people around me and thinking that joy's on the other end of that. It just, that, that has just never worked as much as I want to convince myself that it'll work this time. It just never will. Yeah. So for me, <clears throat> like to understand, okay, here's what I'm going to focus on and here's what I've got to be aware of are not on that path to joy. And when they start to creep up, because they do, I need to understand exactly what's happening and like, okay, this isn't a part of that path. And yeah. just not not be judgmental or filled with shame or guilt about it, but just like to be really objective about like, yeah, okay, that's not it. Mm-hmm. And I can just set that down and I can focus on what I know and believe to be that path towards joy. Yeah, I... <clears throat> I think, I think those are all really good, and I I, I vibe with those. Um, for me, um, I'm going to take it from the more selfish angle of the path to joy, and like the the things that could get in the way. And I think it's my own ego. Um, one of the things I'm afraid of now that I've <clears throat> created this really tidy list of things that I do to bring me joy is that I would somehow trivialize it for others and make them do the same. Like, I think it's really convenient in the midst of this conversation that you have this really tidy list of four things of like present, honest, open, and be loved. And I have this tidy list yeah. of like honesty, kindness, you know, goodness and creativity. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm, I'm just afraid that I would trivialize someone else's yeah. with that. Um, and that's part of that openness to them creating their own recipe. But, you know, I'm, I'm finding that as I'm still engaging these conversations about spirituality, life, divine presence, it's really easy to want so badly to give my advice of it. And then at the same time, I've created a tidy list of like, well, it's just this easy if you follow these four easy steps. And that's just not true. Yep. Like like whatever that path to joy is, whatever that vehicle is to joy for someone, I don't want to trivialize that vehicle. And I also don't want to, you know, 
make them think that mine's the best one. Yep. Or that yours is. Yep. Because we're really close friends and we don't even have the same. Or that you have, you have to have four, you know, or or, or at least three. Like, no, it could be one, it could be 12. Yeah. You know, you could have a a 78, you know, point plan. Listen, that sounds like a good plan, but that's a lot. But that's, but that's the whole thing. Like (laughs) there's me trivializing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But that, if the goal is joy, we've got to create, truly create space for whatever that path looks like for people to, to be that thing. And, it is an ego hit, and it, mm-hmm. and it is for me. It is one of the reasons why stepping away from this more pastoral role is a healthy thing for me, because you know the ability for me to sit and have conversations like this. Obviously, this is a recorded podcast, so not all of them are going to be like this. But for me to have conversations compared to let me have a microphone and share in front of everybody that's there in the room what I think. Feels so good. And what well, it feels really great, <laughs> feels but so you good. also are on the other end, and I know you're in this place too, because we've talked about it. It's also like, but what does it matter what Seth thinks or mm-hmm. what Matt thinks? Like what matters is what you think and you know, listening to this and where you are and how you're experiencing joy. And so present, honest, open and love, I can talk about and I have talked about it for years and years yeah. and years and years. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, like to not try hard to create a space where that's some sort of entry fee, you know, like yeah. the, the the goal is joy. And so if that's has nothing to do with those things, but you have complete different language for it, man, awesome. And to yeah. create, you know, space to have conversations around that where where I can see you and whoever this person is and what their journey and what their recipe is and truly celebrate it because we're all experiencing this joy together. Yeah. And if you're not experiencing joy, to be able to say like, well, here it is for me, but it's going to be completely different for you. And again, why we want to land land this thing called CMYK around this is what is that? If the goal is joy for you, what is it? And go find that. And and if it's these present, honest, open love, great. If it's church, great. If it's not going to church, great. If it, Whatever it is, though, ah, man, Focus on a recipe that gets the outcome, that that's that the goal is joy. Right. And I don't think it's our job to give anyone permission. And if it comes across like that, like yeah. sorry. That's yeah. like that's not our intention. Yeah. But it is I think it's our our hope for everyone else that as you and I have been on our own journeys separately but together the last five years of life and walking through this thing as as friends and sometimes lovers. Um <laughs> I, I find that like we, <laughs> you did live we, with me for a few years. We'll just we, say that we at least like. I think that for me, there's like a lived experience of moving towards this joy that I want others to have. So yep. it's not like I'm not sitting here trying to give anyone permission. I'm just saying like I think there is that goal of joy and contentment that we can all be working towards because yep. you and I are trying it. Yep, and man, that's it. You want others to experience it. Mm-hmm. Like I, the so the last sermon I ever preached uh, while on staff at Faith Chapel was this question that I was going through of like, this thing is called the gospel, the good news. There's this natural thing within any good news that we experience in life that we want to share. We want to talk about it. I want to talk about Ted Lasso to anybody all the time because it's the greatest thing (laughs) 2020 ever gave us. It's incredible. Nobody I don't have to go to a Ted Lasso class to learn how to talk about Ted Lasso. I don't have to, I don't feel nervous or uncomfortable or weird to bring it up. I just want to talk about it because it's awesome. That's good news. Yeah. But for me, I was going through this process and what CMYK in many ways has been is this process of like scratching my head saying, 
I'm talking regularly about this thing called the quote-unquote gospel, which the translation of that word gospel is good news. And so I'm talking about it, but yet there's all this other apparatus around it of how to talk about the gospel, how to share the gospel, how, why you should share the gospel. Like, if, if I have to be... Like if it's not just this intuitive thing that mm. I want to share, yeah. then I'm missing something. Yeah. And it's actually not good news. It's something different. So that was the last sermon I ever preached at Faith Chapel. And to go on this journey and now to be in this st- place, which you just hit the nail on the head of like that like I want people to experience joy. Right. Not just happiness, not distraction, not pretending, not, you know, control. Joy. Something so deeply rooted and seated in who they are when they wake up and they look in the mirror and they look around their life, I want to talk about that with everybody. Yeah. But more than being focused on the recipe, I want to focus on that goal. And whatever that recipe is for you, I'm in. Let's do that. And right. however I can help and be a part of that, let's let's do that. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Sorry. You, you, you hit a button there, Sam. <laughs> I can see there's joy coming out of you, Matthew. <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> Going to need a towel. <clears throat> so... Uh, Seth, as we wrap this thing up, I mm-hmm. uh, first and foremost want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being my friend. You're welcome. That I can say you're welcome to. Thank you for being a part of this thing called CMYK. Eh. No, I mean it. I know. Okay, this is going to be the one time publicly I'll say I was really happy to be a part of it. <laughs> the one time. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad we got at least one time out of it. Love you. Um, I'm, you know... I'm grateful for everything that you've helped bring and shape and uh, help this community be. I'm mm-hmm. grateful for everything you brought and helped shape me to be who I am. I truly feel like this idea of being able to talk about the goal is joy is not just this hypothetical, but something that I've gotten to experience and then continuing to experience. Like I, I feel agree. more joyful than I ever have in my life. I think you are. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Um, and it's because of people like you. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that. And those of you listening to this, I'm so grateful to this thing called CMYK. Um, I've told you I feel feel really selfish to say it this way, but I don't know any other way to put it than like there was this thing called CMYK that Matt Blixey started. Or, you know, a lot of people started, but I was on this journey eight years ago where I was and where I am today is completely different. And... That's because of CMYK. So it yeah. feels like this selfish experiment for me to start a church so I could be a better person and find joy. And now that I've found it, I'm like, all right, see you yep. guys later. <laughs> that's not true, obviously, but that's what I feel like because yeah. so many people have given so much and just continued to surprise and shock me and how they've responded to my honesty and where I was at in this pursuit of joy. Yeah. So I'm grateful for CMYK. Me too. So... And I love that this thing was never about, you know, oh man, Matt's talks or Seth's talks are just so they were good. They, well, people talk about yours, yeah. That's, that's they were honest. good, yeah. You know, uh, but it was never about the music or you know. It was always about there's a community, there's yeah. people, and the way people connect with that. It's, it, the only reason, the only way that happens is because of the people there, and, and it, it doesn't stop. Yeah, like just exactly. because we don't meet at a place on Sundays. The community doesn't stop. Yep. Like I have made all of these new friends because of CMYK that yep. I still get to engage with and have that community with. Yep. And continue to pursue joy. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Go for it. So uh, thank you to those of you that have been a part of this thing. 
whether you just dipped your toes in recently or you've been a part of this from the very beginning. Um, I'm grateful, and I hope that uh, wherever you are and where whatever's next for you, um, that the goal would be joy, and that that you would you would find that whatever that recipe looks like for your life, and that you'd be able to experience that and share that story. Amen. Oh. <laughs> and now. <laughs> And now to wrap up CMYK in the most appropriate way. No, I got one better. You do? Let's pray. Oh. <laughs> Let's pray. Oh.